Hey, it's Scott Orn of Cruise Consulting, and welcome to another episode of Founders and Friends. And before we start the podcast, let's give a quick shout out to Rippling. Rippling is the new cool payroll tool that we see a lot of startups using. Rippling is great for your traditional HR and payroll. They integrate very nicely. But guess what? They did another thing. They integrate into your IT infrastructure. They make it really easy for when you hire someone to spin up all the web services and their computer, which sounds kind of like not a huge deal. But actually, we did the study at Cruise. We spend $420 on average just getting a new employee's computer up and running and their web service up and running. It's actually a really big deal. It saves a lot of money. And the dogs are eating the dog food. Like We see a lot of startups coming in to Cruise now using Rippling. So please check out Rippling. Great service. We love it. I think we have a podcast with Parker Conrad. You can hear it from his own words, but we're seeing them take market share. So shout out to Rippling. And now to another awesome podcast at Cruise Consulting's Founders and Friends. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Roger Phillip. Welcome, Roger. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. So this this is a bona fide CPA celebrity. We're super excited to be talking to you. I was telling you before I turned the mic on, not just like the startup accounting community, but I think also a lot of our team members who've used your study materials will be excited to watch this podcast. But uh for those that don't know, you are super, I would say world famous for CPA reviews and teaching people on how to prepare and pass the CPA. So super excited. Do you want to kind of just retrace your career a little bit and tell us how you got here and how you had the idea? Sure, sure. Well, I grew up in Los Angeles and when I was young, I was kind of an entrepreneur. And I remember being in elementary school and I realized they didn't sell candy and all the kids wanted candy, right? You get your lunch money, you want to blow it on junk food. So I went to this, I don't know, I think it was called the White Cross. It was like a little, you know, five and dime store and they sold candy. And I remember they had a special three for a quarter, right? So being a future CPA accountant, I said, okay, break even is like eight cents a piece plus tax. My mom drove me there so the gas was free. Didn't have to add that in as an inventory cost. Um, so I'd buy candy and bring it to elementary school. And before school, the kids would come up, word got out that I had candy, and the kids would come up and say, how much is the candy? And my response was, how much do you have? And the kids would go, 30 cents. I go, they're 30 cents. And they go, okay. Other kids would come up, how much? 25, okay, I'll take it. And so the kid that had like 15 or 20 cents, I go, come back to me later. If I can't sell it for more, sure. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. was, you know, eight cents. Um, and that's kind of how it started. So I did that and I did that for months and I would come home and we're talking a long time ago because I ain't, I ain't young. Um, so I would come home with all the, you know, four five, six $6, which when minimum wage was like, you know, buck 50. Um, and this lasted for weeks. And then one day my bag broke and the teacher saw and he collected my candy. And at, after school, he gave me back the candy. He said, you can't sell it anymore. He goes, you're a good businessman, but you're out of business. So that's kind of <laughs> how I started. Then in junior high, they were selling candy. So I had to think of something else. Well, I had all this money I earned in elementary school. So I became kind of a you know, secure transaction, negotiable instruments. I loaned money. So I would loan kids money because everyone needs money and I would take collateral. Yep. So wow. I realized 
Very smart to remember the collateral part of that equation exactly. in junior high. And that's what I would teach on the CPA exam, secured transactions, negotiable increments. Yeah. So I would secure the transaction by getting collateral. I got, I still have these coins, 1800 coins, you know, from the 1800 steel pennies. Uh, I got three mopeds out of the deal and the kid would oh borrow God. money. I'd have him sign a piece of paper, not that he had capacity, but yeah. I would lose money knowing I would probably never get it back. So I had three mopeds. So my friends and I would play cops and robbers and race each other through the neighborhood. And, and so that was great. So we did that. Um, in 1980, I remember I did the U.S. Census when I was in high school and they offered me like five dollars an hour or I could get paid per form. And I picked the per form and I would after school at three thirty, get out there, run house to house to like eight thirty nine latest I could go. I ended up making like 30 bucks an hour in the 80s. Wow. And that was a so ton was, of money back then. That's like uh, $200 an hour right now. Exactly. And I was, yeah. you know, 18 years old. So, um, so that's what I was. So I went into college and then you had to pick a major. I go, I don't know, let's just do business. And then you had to pick an option. So I said, I will study accounting. I think it's the toughest one. My thought was if I study accounting, I could learn the other stuff in the real world, like marketing, management, yep. Yep. finance. But to me, accounting was like a language, debits, credits, yeah. and so on. So I figured if I could study that, so I did that. Then I started working at Deloitte & Touche in downtown Los Angeles, which uh, is a big four accounting firm, got my CPA yeah. certificate. I left there. And then one of my old college professors, I would run into him at these accounting events, you know, these exciting meet the firms and banquets and all that stuff. And he would always say, come work for me. And I said, eh. so after about three years of working in public, I realized, you know, I could make partner, but this isn't my purpose. It's not my passion. It's not why I was put on this earth. And so I left there and I started teaching and I loved it, right? All of a sudden, oh, I was helping great. students accomplish their goal. I could use my, you know, personality, my energy, my passion to help people get through this exam. Yeah. And then eventually I became the lead instructor for his company. I worked for him for about 13 years. And then unfortunately he went bankrupt or closed his doors. And this happened on a Thursday, my paycheck bounced. On a Monday, he went bankrupt. And then all of a sudden competitors were calling me, hey, come work for us and so on and so forth. And so that was kind of the pivotal point. Like, do I go this way and become an employee or do I go this way and become an entrepreneur? And I remember my grandfather who had a company in, in Germany, unfortunately, uh, he lost it in the 30s to, you know, the uh, holiday. Oh, man. Yes. So yeah. he had a huge factory yeah. then. And he once said, you never get rich being an employee. You need to be an employer. And that stuck with me. Uh, so then I said, I'll, I'll try it. So. Paycheck Bounce Monday, formed a corporation Friday, started teaching Saturday, Sunday, and that's kind of how it started. And then I would go to campus and I had to do marketing. So my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife and mother of my three kids, um, luckily it worked out because I didn't have a prenup. But anyway, but love her to go. Um, so I would go to campus and I would sit in the student union writing books, accounting books. And then every hour I'd go to class, hand out a flyer and say, hi, everybody. I'm here from Roger C. Review. Here's my flyer, blah, blah, blah. And I would do marketing and then writing books. So every Friday night we went to Kinko's, Xerox the books I'd written. Uh, the chapters and then hand them out Saturday. Sunday. Wow. So, so like a real time book publisher, you're doing the chapter at a time. Exactly. One chapter at a time, oh, but yeah. I was teaching four different topics. So I had to write four sections for each, you know, for audit, FAR, reg and BEC. At the time it wasn't BEC, it was something else, but I had to write those all the time. So that's kind of what I was doing. And it was, you know, it was a lot of work, but it was exciting. And back in the day, I would film the classes. Then I would take it home and we had these things for you youngsters called a VCR and it's a cassette big. <laughs> so we would film it, take it home. And I had 21 VCRs in my living room. 
And every every night I would put in the cassettes and they would record for three hours, you know, would copy. So I had the main one and then I had 21 others. So by the time you got to the- Oh my God, you're recording like real time recording or splicing, I guess. I don't know what you call that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was the, by, the, by the 21st one, it was the quality dropped a little bit. But basically we were like blockbuster video, not that, you know, I think of Netflix 30 years ago, unfortunately they didn't keep up with the times and change. So that's what happened. So I would, and so we went from VCR cassette because that's kind of what we had to DVDs, to hard drives, to flash drives. And now everything's, you know, in the cloud. Um, yeah. And it's literally started in my garage. So when they talk about a garage startup, this was in my garage where I'm started shipping books. And the scary thing was hiring my first employee because all of a sudden you gotta be paying 30 grand a year at the time for a shipping person. And yeah. you're just hoping the revenue comes in. Um, but really we were, you know, so luckily my girlfriend slash wife knew a lot about marketing. She worked at Sprint as a marketing and sales manager. So she figured out, she set up our first website. So we were probably the first ones in ed tech, you know, on, on the website. What year was that? What year did you have the website going? 2001. Oh, wow. You nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Perfect timing. And then so all of a sudden, you know, today we've got students all over the world. I, I work uh, with schools in Japan, for example. I've flown out there several times to do presentations and speeches. Um, and then in more recent years, we've merged with a company called UWorld, who is a worldwide leader in online education for high stakes exams like medical, nursing, finance, law, and now uh, CPA review. And so, you know, so I'm now, my new title is chief creative officer. So what's great is, you know, you don't really think about this when you start a company, you're starting because you're doing something you love doing. Yeah. But the bigger yeah. the company gets, you know, at one point we were up over 60 people, all of a sudden you're doing less of what it was you wanted to do and more of just managing. Now in my new role, you know, with, with UWorld, we've got three, 400 employees, but what's nice is I get to focus on what it is I love to do, which is helping people pass the exam. So I no longer have to do day-to-day -day stuff, you know, run the day-to-day the -day operations, which, you know, is uh, motivating and inspiring for me. But I also now have time to, you know, travel, spend time with my kids. So just kind of just show that the hard work finally paid off. Yeah. Well, and you're living happily ever after now, which is amazing. And you still get to do the stuff that you love. Exactly. Talking to groups, helping people pass and doing stuff like this. So yeah, yeah. Like which kinda, is important. You know, I mean, you spend a lot of hours a week working. Uh, I always tell students, you know, if, if it comes to the point where you're working just for a paycheck, life's too short. Start to, you know, look at whatever your passion is because yeah. uh, death and any, can't escape either. For sure. And and again, I think I, I can't remember if I had the microphone going when I was, but Vanessa, my wife and our founder at Cruise Consulting, took Roger CPA. That's what she used to pass CPA. Cruise has been a Roger CPA client for many years. We've had a lot of people pass CPA. So like what you do, it's it's got to be super rewarding for you to have like had this positive impact. I don't probably like tens of thousands of people, maybe hundreds of thousands of people, right? Yeah, hundreds of thousands. Yes. Yeah. So it's, wow. it's nice, you know, in your life to affect people in a positive way. I mean, you can get notoriety for doing bad things. It's harder to get notoriety doing good things. So luckily, uh, yes, the, the little bit of notoriety I got was from good things, which is, again, taking something that is difficult and breaking it down into an understandable format, making it exciting, motivating, entertaining, you know, because you get home from work and most people go, oh, I get to study deferred taxes. Woo! It's like, uh, so at least if it's exciting and interesting and motivating and understandable, you're more likely to put the hours in that it takes to pass the exam. Yeah. Do you have people come up to you on the street and stop you and say like, oh my gosh, 2012, you got me, you, your, your exam course got me through the, the whole thing. Like, do you get that kind of feedback? From yeah. I mean, yes, but it's not, I mean, I, I feel like a little 
little bit of fame, not too much. I, what's nice, like, you know, you get recognized occasionally, which is nice. But, you know, in life, it's nice to have fortune and fame. It's nicer to have fortune without the fame so you yeah. can enjoy your life. But, yeah, just a little bit of fame is good. It's cool. Right. Do you ever have any stories from those early days, like those moments where you're like, oh, my gosh, we're not going to make it like like that, that uh, sprinting to the Kinko's and doing the VCR stuff at night. Was there ever a moment? This is because I think I told you this, but a lot of our clients are entrepreneurs themselves. Like we focus on venture capital backed startups. So like everyone that we work with is going through those like highs and lows that you went through as you were building Rogers CPA. Like, do you have any of those moments you can reflect on and share with the audience? I mean, for years while I was an employee, people would tell me, my students, you know, your wife would come, well, not that your wife came under, but they would come up and say, hey, you should do your own course. And it's a little bit scary because it's easier and safer to be an employee. There's less, you know, less upside, but also you've got someone there to do the hard stuff. So for years, people told me to do that, but I was very loyal. And then when my boss ended up closing his doors, it was like sink or swim. And yeah. we said, let's give it a try. And it was funny because I just gone through this weekend course called Life Spring. I don't even know if they still have it, but it was like one of those, um, gosh, I don't remember, but, but, but it kind of gives you the thing where you say, why not? You know, if and my philosophy was, should I start up my company? What's the worst thing that happens is we fail. Yep. But what's the worst thing that happens if I don't try? I've already failed. So you may yep. as well try and, you know, but you want to make it smart. You don't want to, you know, I don't want to become a ballet dancer when I don't know how to dance. But if it's something that you're passionate about and you think that you have some ideas that others don't have, or there's a reason to differentiate you from someone else, that's where it's going to come out. But your question yep. about what scared me. Well, first of all, when I started the company, it was interesting because all of a sudden the competitors who wanted to hire me are now attacking me. And yeah. like, oh my God. And you were like going against some big companies there, right? Like it wasn't a bunch of mom and pops you're competing against, but no, it was like Kaplan, legit. Bry, yeah. uh, huge companies. And yeah. we had endless resources compared to me, a little startup with, with, you know, one employee, my girlfriend. So it was tough. And so you start to take it personally. And then I realized, you know, Coke has Pepsi. Everybody has a competitor. Everybody's out there hammering. You got to show why you're better, why the product's better, what you offer. The marketing has to be better, you know, everything. And it's changed in the last 30 years that I've been doing this has changed dramatically. I mean, back in the day, the way we marketed was handing out a flyer. Today, yeah. it's SEO. I mean, you could spend, yeah. I spent thousands of dollars a month on SEO because I had to, because otherwise I wouldn't exist. You know, they, yeah. no one would know you exist other than word of mouth. But the yeah. biggest thing that scared me is we set up the company, created domain names and all that. And we signed up with GoDaddy. And then all of a sudden I'm on, I remember I was on campus doing marketing and I look at, go look for my website. It's gone. I'm like, oh. and I called my wife and she's like, I, I don't know. We, we, and I said, they stole it from us, this, that. Well, what happened is she signed up and bought the site for a year. Right. This is back then. You didn't buy for 10 or 20 years. You bought. Got but, renew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had worked at Verizon when she started working with me and then she quit her job to work full time with me. Well, all the renewals went to her old Verizon email. So we never got them. So oh I my called God. them and I thought for I thought sure for someone sure. was going to grab it because I had said at the beginning, I go, we don't screw this up. As long as we don't make a big mistake, we're going to be fine. All of a sudden, this was a big mistake. I have no website. Well, anyway, we got it back, got it active. Everything was fine. Renewed it for the rest of our lives. But it was scary because, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So that was a scary thing. Yeah. Especially back then when people weren't super sophisticated about the internet and domain names. I actually worked uh, for JP Morgan on M&A deal for Network Solutions, the company that made that did the domain names. 
and you're not gonna believe this, but in 2000, I think 2000, JP Morgan forgot to renew their domain too. Yes. So you're in good company there. Tell your wife that she'll never have Great. to feel bad again. Yeah, we could all sync together. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting. And before we get back to the podcast, quick shout out to ChartHop. ChartHop is one of my favorite new SaaS tools on the market. And basically what ChartHop does is it puts your org chart in the cloud. And I always like to say, like, it brings transparency to your organization. And so, you know, everyone in your organization can see who they report to. They can see the full org chart of the company and how their group relates to other groups. It also has a lot of information on the individuals in the company. And so you can click on the chart out profile and just get like where people live, their experience, you know, Slack handles, all this kind of stuff. And it's just a really great tool. The other thing is ChartOp has started doing some cool stuff around compensation and budgeting planning. And so you can actually start seeing like what the cost structure of the company look like during certain kind of scenarios. So I'm loving ChartOp. Check it out, chartop.com. We use it at Cruise, really like it. And I can't recommend it enough. All right, back to the podcast. You overcame some of those like heart attack moments. Was there was there a moment kind of like early on that you're like, oh my gosh, this is gonna work? Like you said oh, yeah. it. Like, you I, I said if we can make hundred grand, our, I said if we can make a hundred grand our first year, we're, and we made more than that. And I was like, oh, I think we're gonna make it. And so you know, and then you want to start deploying resources, but you want to be careful. You don't want to grow too quickly. You don't want to make bad decisions. And then everybody wants to come help you spend your money, whether it's you know, uh, social media people or marketing people or advertising people or everyone has, oh, this is going to work. And then you'd have people that really don't understand your industry. And that's the thing. Like they say, here, put an ad in this magazine. You're like, nobody reads that magazine that wants to go yeah. spend a couple of thousand dollars on a CPA review course or a medical licensing exam or something like that. So it's yeah. So you've, you've got to be wise in how you spend your money. And, um, and also, you know, just like I said, understand the industry you're heading into. Yeah. It's, it's great that you had kind of a trusted partner in your girlfriend, then wife. I mean, how, how that, I mean, I, Vanessa and I have lived that relationship too. Like, how did that work for you? And, and were there any moments where you just gave each other a big hug and said, you're so happy to be on the journey together? Oh yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I always say together we're a complete business person. Because I have my four, I'm good at certain things. And luckily we counterbalance. She's great at other things. And together we're like a smart person, the individual. I mean, she's smart without me. I'm a little bit, you know, so, uh, but it was great because I was the product and I knew the material and the con and I understood yeah, the industry because yeah. I'd been in the industry already for 13 years. So I understood it and I had taken products, you know, so I understood it. That was great. The things I didn't understand was the marketing side or, or you know, she she's really smart. She can read something, understand it, apply it. She set up our website from scratch without having any experience. She did all wow. the research. She found GoDaddy. She registered domain names. She, I mean, there's just, and then as you start growing, then you got to get insurance and then you got to figure yeah. out, you know, how to keep people motivated and how to, and I had people, I still, there's still people around that have been with me 15, 18 years. Oh, that's you beautiful. Know? I love it. That's really well, awesome. You know, I learned that in life too. You've really got to take care of your people because um, there's plenty of options and opportunities out there. But one of the things that I tried to give my staff was a good quality of life. And yeah. that way, you know, and they could also see I had to lead by by example that I worked hard. I mean, uh, especially in startup, you're working 16, 18 hour days, seven days a week. Luckily, we didn't have any kids yet. So I just, you know, my kid was my business. 
And then yeah. once it started to grow, then we decided, okay, let's have a family. So once the family came in, then all of a sudden, you know, luckily I had more employees, so the wife could kind of drift away. And then I got people that studied marketing in college or studied IT in college or stuff. So then I got experts. And I've learned, you know, you can have a great resume, but not perform on the job. So you've really got to look at these people you're bringing in, mentor them, give them direction. But I was smart enough to know what I didn't know so I could hire the right people to fill those gaps. Yeah. And you talk about setting a good example of working really hard, which I totally agree with. But one thing we've kind of learned once we kind of got established was you have to set a good example about taking a vacation and having work-life balance. Because if you you know, Roger or Vanessa or, you know, aren't, right. aren't demonstrating that everyone should have work-life balance and people will follow your lead and the organization can blow up. So I'm sure you've kind of learned how to dial it back a little bit and pick your battles and enjoy time with your family as well. I agree. You need a balanced life, but that's also why I waited to have kids too. I mean, I'm an old dad, but I also knew that I wouldn't have the time and attention while I'm starting to build a company. And yeah. so, but yeah, work-life balance is really important. You know, one of the nice things now, I just came back from a vacation and I still check email every day and several times, you know, probably every hour, if not more, but at least the day-to-day -day fires someone else is putting out. But when it's your own baby, you're on vacation, you're still working. I mean, you still yeah. got to make plans to deal with this, that, and the other. And, and, and I remember you come back from vacation and you've got a stack of mail this big, you've got yep. 50,000 emails. And so it's something that I just, you know, you just kind of get used to working all the time. Luckily, if you're passionate about it, it doesn't seem like work. Your wife, you know, now she's like, get off the internet, do this, get us, spend time, take the kids to the pool. You know, you're that, but, but when you're startup mode, you just got to be laser focused and, you know, but you also, you know, they always say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So you've got to know what your competitors are doing, what they're saying about you, things yeah. like that too. Cause it's uh, you know, any industry, it's a cutthroat. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you're in a very competitive industry. Well, maybe you can tell everyone, like, again, we've used Roger at, at uh, Roger CPA at Cruise. My wife's used it. She passed her CPA. Maybe you could tell everyone where to find you, you know, are there samples people can try? Are there other talks that you've done on the internet where they can learn a bit more about your background? Like how can people find more information about Roger? Sure, Dunn? I mean, you can look on, I'm yeah, all over YouTube, all over the internet, you know, looking at Roger CP Review or UWorld slash Roger CP Review. That's to find out, you can see um, um, sample presentations. I mean, I've done speeches and presentations on setting goals and achieving success and motivational type presentations. I'm actually doing one in a couple of days for the Beta Alpha Psi Nationals, which is the honor society yeah. for accounting at all the different yeah. universities. And every year they have meetings and they have wow. different presenters. So I'm talking about, you know, I spy a leader. Like, what do you have to do? You know, here you are a kid graduating college, starting out, and you've got these lofty goals. I'm gonna tackle the world. And then all of a sudden reality hits you in the face and you're like, wow. So that's where you got to kind of, you know, I tell people reassess every year, sit down look at it and say, am I still heading in a healthy, positive, exciting yeah. direction? Or am I not enjoying my life? Because if you're working nine to five, five days a week and you're getting a paycheck and that's it, you're not really motivated. So yep. find what that motivation is. But if you can also, you could also have a job that pays you well, but then on the outside, find that motivation. Yeah. Or you can kind of incorporate both. So that's well, you've done you've done both, and I'm super. I mean, it's great to meet you. For folks that don't know, you just just Google Roger CPA. You'll either, you'll come up with like a U World URL, and you can subscribe through there. And again, if you work at an accounting firm, oftentimes your accounting firm will actually help you with this uh, yeah. as well. Like we've done that in the past at Cruise. So you know, don't be shy. And again, it's been very helpful for our team members who have passed CPA. So really, really recommend the service. 
Thank you. Yes, and encourage your employers to you know support our our courses. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, people it's in everyone's best interest. You know, it's yeah. in everyone's best interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's important. Cool. Well, Roger, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You're an awesome guest, inspiration, entrepreneurial inspiration. And again, we've used your service so many times and just really want to thank you and glad you could be on the podcast. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And good luck to you as well. And all of you out there. Thank you, sir. Thank Bye. you. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise, founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Olm.